from the Summer Skate Studios behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Live for December 11th, 2022. Behind the Mask's College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. AT&T Wireless, unlimited, high-speed 5G data at no extra cost. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive, natural support for men. Look to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer Skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next stay at DruryHotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-IN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is College Hockey West Live. It's our Sunday night staple where we review what's happened over the weekend Yes, we are coming to you a little live tonight, a little early live tonight, I should say. Scott Strandy with you in what I'm calling Seattle, Nevada, with the uh, cloud cover, the mist, the rain, the cool temperatures. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein, joining me from Long Island, New York. Paul, how are things out there in that beautiful palatial estate? Uh, I'll let you know if I find one. Oh, okay. Well, just keep go from go from your estate down. Uh, a little bit to the east, and you'll see the Hamptons. I think you uh, can so, find right there. Well, I live like where the people who are usually the servants. Oh, the people oh, who okay. live in the Hamptons. And, and you know, keep this in mind. I'm going to ask uh, Robert Master Simone to check things out and Chris Grando. Whatever they will. They'll, they'll, they will. They're not going to. They're not going to come to this neighborhood because they don't want to step down. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, we're going early tonight because you needed a little more beauty sleep. Oh, st- anybody that I believes that, anybody that believes that is, is, is just clearly, <laughs> clearly not paying attention. The other thing is you put a little response to that tweet out and, um, you know, if it keeps raining like this over the next couple of days, there will be some oceanfront property in Arizona to buy. I probably not, but okay. okay. And also... Um, I'm, I might be a bit distracted today. I'm not a big football fan. I am watching the NFL. I'm watching the kids Why? from Queen Creek. Brock Purdy put a hurt on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, well, then. Go Brock. Go Queen Creek. Um, I don't. Uh, listen, I've never been there. 
<laughs> that didn't not, exist when I was there. Yeah, the, it did. It was just basically four houses and a bunch of horses and cows. Well, let me rephrase. The land itself existed. The town <laughs> did not. Yeah, Queen Creek's grown a little bit, but way to go, Brock. Man, last guy picked in the NFL draft in 2022. <laughs> oh, we love and here that he part. is leading the 49ers down the field for three scores already. We love that part. Yeah. I'm just sitting here watching the end of uh, St. Louis and Colorado. Yeah, how's that one turning out? Um, the Avalanche literally just scored with seven seconds to tie the game. Oh, God. Literally. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, and that, the prob- that team is so beat up. Well, they gave up a shorthanded goal to fall behind. But the problem is, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm looking at this thing, and I liked – the old Colorado Rockies jerseys. Right. But the problem is they, they're playing in St. Louis. Oh, no. And, and, and their quote-unquote retro things yeah. look much more like <laughs> the old St. Louis Blues uniforms. Yeah. And, and it just it, it, looks, it looks like a scrimmage between the Blues and themselves. <laughs> Because um, uh, I don't yeah. mind that the fact that they're that they're wearing yellow as a quote unquote reverse thing, but then you got to make the Avalanche wear something dark. Yeah, this yeah. yellow and white thing, and and I've been saying this for years since the the Predators, uh, you know, because the Kings don't wear yellow a- anymore. Um, yeah, no, it's just a, it's an awful. It, they, they look good as individual jerseys. Just when it's yellow against white, and it, it just it doesn't look good. Yeah, I hear you. Well, you know so, what the uh, the NHL is not about looking good; it's about making dollars, friends. Making well, dollars. Well, listen, I, I you want to look good gotta too. Somebody's got to support that team at Mullet. Well, that's if they can. Well, not if they're going to keep having USC matches in there. <laughs> yeah, there was a big UFC match here in Vegas. People were flocking in for it, along with the rodeo. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> but Eddie, when you go to a UFC match, you expect it to be a UFC match. Somebody yeah. in that crowd punched a woman. You know, come on, guys, seriously. I, I'm telling you that that's going to be a bad scene, Paul, all year because it's a beautiful college arena and they have great college atmosphere. But you can't put that many crazed, drunk people in that tight of an area and expect there not to be problems. Oh, that because happened. If, if you haven't, it, you know, you haven't thought it through. This is only the, what, fifth game that they played there? They've got well, 37 more or 36 more to go? I, I don't know, but they, they, if you had that with, 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 with Boston, I can't even imagine what's going to happen tonight with, with, yeah. with the, yeah. that team it's from – It's too tight of an area. It's too tight of an area for any NHL people. They, no, they just don't – no, it, it uh, is. That's fact. It's not even. It's not even anything but fact. But anyway, nobody listens to me. They just uh, they'll wait. Well, we you know, know that. Tell there's a. I try not to. There's either. an issue of some sort. Um, by the way, I yeah. came to Vegas this week. I will see two NHL games, and I will see six or five. I'm sorry, five ACHA games. And nice. shout out to the UNLV Skate and Rebels and uh, Coach Vigneri Greener and Coach Verboni. And uh, Coach Robin, because they have that team playing really, really well. It's sad now that they're going to go on a two- or three-week hiatus for the uh, 
the holidays, but boy, oh boy, that is as good of ACHA hockey as I've ever seen. And I believe uh, they could have beaten uh, an NCAA team or two had they played like that against them. Wow. I mean, you know, um, they don't play too bad one of those games against Anchorage up in Anchorage. No, they, they felt they should have won that. And I thought they, they also felt they should have won the game here in, in Las Vegas or in Henderson because they uh, played very well in that one too. But uh, my point being is they uh, have some real talent and they're increasing the talent and they're doing it the right way. Uh, I had a chance to visit with the kid that went to LIU last year, Robert McCollum, yesterday. Right. And um, he, he's thrilled to be here. I asked him, I said, Robert, what's the difference? Uh, I said, can you give me a difference between NCAA and ACHA? And he looked at me kind of puzzled right away and he said, stumbled a little bit on his words and he said you know i can't i can't really tell you because he said when it comes down to it it's all hockey and he said you, you do the same things you skate you pass you you know you shoot you do all the things that you would do he said i really can't tell a lot of difference he said i do know that because we're one of the better acha teams that we have a target on our back and everybody gives us their best shot but he said i don't really see a lot of difference well i thought that was really interesting well, we know that in the last few years, the, those really top, legit ACHA teams are near NCAA quality. Yes. And um, I'm also going to give a shout-out right now, Paul, to Craig Thornton and uh, Oregon. Um, I, I really didn't give them a fair shake after what happened in the changeover, and I guess I maybe didn't have, um, you know, uh, full perspective let me put it that way had a chance to visit with craig he's going to come on our show on wednesday nice uh well we'll be early again and um you know he looked me right in the eye and he said you know he said i told the guys he said if you want me to be the gm here i'm not going to spend twenty five thousand dollars to travel to play a team that that's not very good he said i know we're new but we have to play the very best and that's why we're playing the, uh, the top teams in ACHA hockey that'll play us, including UNLV. Uh, they came up on the short end. It was a 4-1 game last night, but they looked good, Paul. They dressed good. It was funny. I talked with uh, Anthony McNeary Greener after the game, too, and I said, so uh, I said, the, uh, the Oregon Ducks look like a, a really good ACHA team. And he said, well, the uniforms are nice. <laughs> <laughs> But he also said, he followed it up by saying, yeah, they, they came, you know, really good. And you can tell, Paul, and I told you this before, it, out of, I'd say there's probably 20 um, and ACHA D1 teams that really take it seriously and, and really want to be the very best and maybe possibly move up because these guys have, uh, you know, have, have been in a situation where, they know if they want to go up, they got to play the part first off the ice. So that means they travel with matching gear. They travel together as a team. Uh, and then there's plenty of other teams that will use that nasty C word, the club word, that uh, tell you that maybe they are not um, 100% vested or bought in. Well, we know that that's got to be the first thing, right? I mean, um, and, and you would know because you've seen you, – well, first of all, you, you've seen them – you saw them more up close and face first, obviously, than I have. Uh, how much different is UNLV from what Lindenwood was last year? 
how much different are they? They're not very different at all. They're very similar, as a matter of fact. Even well, off well, the ice and their and their steps to get to NCAA. Well, I, I, I get similar. that, but in, in terms of on ice talent, very similar, very very okay. similar. Uh, I would say that that UNLV probably has like I would say that Lindenwood had six players that were recruited to play NCAA hockey last year. I would say that right. UNLV has three. Okay. That were and so I think they're still short three. But boy, okay. they've got so much talent and so much speed, and they just bring it at you over and over and over again. You know, uh, San Diego State found out about the first night. Canisius found out about the second night, and um, I just saw a flash that Colorado beat St. Louis in overtime. Yeah, another another. Uh, there we go, Avs. <laughs> uh, defenseman couldn't clear the the the. the oh, that that burns you net. up, doesn't it? That burns you up. What? Okay, the Avalanche that, one. Make stupid plays. Let's do that. Just to, you know, the, the Avalanche guy outworked the Blues player. Okay. I thought you were talking about somebody making a stupid play because no, he texted me that a few the, times yeah, over no, the last couple of weeks. Nuts. Yeah, that makes me nuts. Uh, anyway, um, so one other thing before we start talking about games here. Uh, congratulations to David Carl, the head coach of the defending national champion, Denver Pioneers, for uh, earning – Win number one hundred in NCAA hockey, and David's not even thirty yet. I'm well, joking. Listen, I'm joking, coach. Coach, it was a joke. You don't need to swat me the next time you see me. It was will. a joke, but yeah, he is a very young coach, but a very skilled, experienced, and now winning coach. Um, I'm going to sit here and say that uh, what you saw this weekend uh, up in Duluth was. Um, you know, you kind of, you know, I, I've nicknamed uh, your Bulldogs or vampires uh, because of the way that they just never seem to die over the last six or seven years, you know, since we've been doing this. And Denver kind of took the page out of Duluth's book last this week, this past weekend. Um, I'm sure that David Carl is not going to be happy about how the special teams played this weekend. No, but I promise you, I promise you that, uh, he was very happy with the way they played to the end. You know, their power play was not very good on, on Friday night. They were one for six. You, know, you give Denver six power plays. You're done. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and they gave up two power play goals. And um, you know, and 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 got a win in overtime, and um, you know they could have easily uh, folded. I shouldn't say folded, but you know, you're playing on the road, you're playing in a hostile environment, um, and you were down two nothing. You come back, and you 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 win the game in overtime, and you really didn't play that well. Your special teams, like I said, were not very good, but you figured out a way to win a game like championship teams do. Yeah, there you go. I was just right? going to follow that up and tell um, you that. And, and pretty much the same thing happens on Saturday night. Yes. Okay. Uh, they did get one power play goal. They did give up another one. Um, and they're down two to one after two periods. Um, they tie the game up. And 
you know, a few minutes later, Duluth takes the lead again. And, you know, Denver just keeps fighting, keeps fighting, keeps fighting, and, and it ties the game up and then it eventually uh, wins it again in overtime. Uh, like I said, not the prettiest of weekends at all for the defending national champions. But, like I said, they weren't, you know, they didn't, they didn't lead at all on Friday night until they won the game. Right. Well, let me tell and, you. And, let me, okay. You know, they were up one nothing. You know, the, down two to one, then down three to two. And you know, they won the game in overtime. And I know some teams that don't do that. Yep. Um, before you get into that, let me just give you two comments that I thought from this, this weekend at University of Minnesota Duluth. Number one is that's a prideful Duluth team. They're down. There's no doubt that they're down. But when they play at Amsoil, they're prideful and they want to do their very best. A lot like uh, ASU playing at Mullet when they have a top-ranked team come in like Minnesota. They, they want to do something. It's unusual for Minnesota Duluth to be this far down, but they are. Let's just face it. But when Denver comes to town, they want to give their best effort. So while Denver maybe didn't play well, I, I, I would be interested to see if uh, or how much the Pioneers looked at it as, hey, you know what? Duluth played pretty darn good against us. Well, and they they beat our they tried to beat our game plan, and maybe maybe their their power play was better than people gave them credit for. Maybe their penalty kill was better than people gave them credit for. So that's number one. Well, let's put it this way: you're the defending national champions. You know you're getting everybody's best shot. Yep. And that's what I was going to say. The the second part of it is uh, championship teams find ways to win, yeah. even when they're not playing their best. Um, we're going to get to Arizona State in their uh, weekend series up at New Hampshire in a minute. But uh, I did want to say congratulations to uh, Coach Carl again on that 100 wins. And uh, the Denver Pioneers not backing down from anybody and a whole day what now, Paul? 14-4-0 record? Uh, yeah, I believe that's correct. Yeah. 14 and four. And, okay. uh, they have a three point lead over St. Cloud in the conference, uh, six points over CC and, uh, five over Omaha. Okay. Stop right there. Cause that's where we're going next. We're going to CC and the Chris Mayotte and Caden, the sponge and Barracle. Oh, stop it. Colorado, oh, whatever. Um, they did it again. Now, this is what you're watching here, folks, is what I told you about two years ago. I said, when they hired Chris Mayotte, things are going to start to change, and you're going to notice it. And now you're starting to see it. I've been seeing it for two years because each and every time that I watch the Tigers play, they have a little bit more confidence. They have a little bit more consistency. This was a big weekend for them. They knew it. They were going to have a couple of weeks off. They'll play again on the 30th and 31st when they host Princeton on the uh, last two days of the calendar year of 2022. And they had Omaha coming in, and they wanted to make a statement. Uh, Coach said they didn't play their very best, obviously. But you know what they did, Paul? They had championship culture in them. They found a way to get it done. And Coach Mayotte said that. He said, Friday night, our goaltender wasn't at his best, but the guys found a way to score more goals and make sure we got the win. On Saturday night, our offense wasn't at their best, 
but the goaltender found a way to keep us in the game and get a one nothing win. That's how you build championship culture. Well, I just Hunter McCown would not let them lose this weekend. You know, there have been times where, you know, we, we've noticed that he's tried to do too much. Um, but he just wouldn't let them lose this weekend. And Patrick Friday night. You know, um, and they, they had they blew a two nothing lead on Friday night. Yep. And uh, Omaha went into the third period leading three two. And you know, whatever Coach Mayot said between periods, he needs to bottle that because they came out and ripped it. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll tell him that. I'll tell him that. Paul thinks you should bottle that between periods. Speech. And I mean, you know, <laughs> how do I know it was uh, Mayot? It could have been. It well, could have been, been Menino or Legit. You know, could have been. Could have been. Could have been. Um, could have been Hunter McCallum for crying out loud. But I mean, they came out and they dominated the third period. Doubled the shots that you went, they gave up to UNO. Um, and, you know, they, 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 you know, they just, they dominated that third period. I mean, um, the first period was pretty even. The second period was all Omaha. And the third period was all McCown and CC. Um, it was the opposite on, 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 on Saturday night. Yes, they won the game, won nothing. But, I mean, uh, and you'll take that as a coach. Uh, but you get plenty to, to yell and scream about because you gave up 40 shots. 32 of them in the last two periods. And you only got 10. Um, fortunately, your goaltender played great and you stayed out of the penalty box. He's a sponge. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Just stop it. Uh, Caden, you know I love you, buddy. Yeah, um, that, that's awful. <laughs> anyway, the puck sticks to him like a sponge. It's just like it goes into his body and absorbs just like water does on a sponge. Anyway. Well, now they're not, you know, I mean, uh, they'll, CC will only have to play two games without him, the two games at Princeton. So, you know, they'll, yes. they'll have Matt Vernon back in the net. Yep. Um, as they try to adjust to the World Junior Championships, I we assume that Caden and Barrick will be the starting goalie for Team USA. If he's not, there's something wrong with the eyeballs. Or, well, you know, I mean, listen, we, we assume. He's the I best goaltender they got. There's, well, it's, not, it's not close. Yeah, well, I mean, anything could happen between now and then. We, we yeah. don't wish anything negative to yeah, happen. Nothing's going to happen. He's going to start. Um, anyway. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But so there's two of the three sweeps. I want to get one more in before we go to break. That okay. one being the first round of the Governor's Cup in Alaska, in Fairbanks, Alaska. The uh, Alaska Nanooks took care of the Anchorage, Alaska Anchorage Sea Wolves, both nights. Friday night, much closer than Saturday night, I believe. But um, the Nanooks, Paul, are are flexing their muscle, if you will. They wanted to win that Governor's Cup again. Um, they love the rivalry part of it. They, um, in addition to that, they, um, they're they still in the hunt. They think they're in the hunt for a tournament bid. Uh, they probably are. I mean, um, why? they're not. No I mean, they go, might but... be. I mean, listen, uh, you got to play till the end, right? I mean, if you look at the numbers and big crowds, by the way, on both games this weekend, Huge, huge crowds up there. Um, and much more than there were at Minot State, by the way. Anyway, 
that's another story. Uh, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> you know, um, they really are bunched. If you look at the numbers and the RPI and the pairwise, between even as far down as, uh, I mean, how you could stretch it, but uh, even into the mid-30s, it's extremely close between the mid-30s and the upper 20s. Now, that doesn't get you in the tournament, but it's, it's, it keeps you in the neighborhood. And there's keeps a lot you, of- as you told me so adequately this, uh, this weekend, you said, I just want to keep the guys engaged for a while. Yeah, well, you know, we, we've said that. And like I said, I, I said I'll take it if it leads to other things. Yeah, I hear you. So. Well, there's, there's three teams out of our seven that got sweeps. Right. And Lindenwood and Air Force didn't play this weekend. Yeah, that, so there's one team that got um, a split. Air Force didn't play, and, of course, the two Alaskas played each other. Right. So, um We'll get back and let's talk the split um, when we come back from break. And then when we go from there, we'll we'll talk the pairwise. And we'll try to do a little predicting. That's your favorite thing. I hate that. Predicting what's going to happen down the road. We'll be right back, folks. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at behindthemask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegers. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Banks it towards the goalie. Score. before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Oh my goodness gracious, Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. 
Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is Sunday night. It is uh, a very cloudy, rainy, um, misty, uh, dreary day here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Scott Strandy with you from about the 24th floor of the beautiful Rio All Suites Hotel and Casino in uh, downtown Las Vegas. Um, I am just about, I don't know, a little less than an hour from leaving to go watch an NHL game tonight. That's why we're doing the show early. Paul Hornstein, as always, hanging out in that palatial estate, got his feet up, probably has himself a nice land shark, and he's uh, really enjoying life. Paul, how are you? See, I was going to say, wait a minute, you're here until you said Las Vegas, because that's exactly what we have weather-wise here. <laughs> Uh, 52 um, degrees four, currently. I, except, well, no, not 52 here, and and I'm not on the 24th floor. That's that's they don't let the servants stay down in the basement. Uh, you'll you'll like this report. Uh, Brock Purdy just threw another touchdown pass to Brandon Ayuk. All right, listen, you get an ASU guy in there. That's good. <laughs> You're welcome, and that's that'll lead good. us. That'll transition us into a weekend in New Hampshire. Uh, wasn't there a song, something like that? Weekend. Oh, that's weekend, that's in, weekend in New England. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was close. But in New Hampshire, New England, whatever, they're the same, aren't they? Roughly, kind of. Well, one is part of the other, but yeah, okay. Okay. So anyway, there was a weekend series for the Arizona State Sun Devils, um, and before we even get into it, I'm going to say it was a split. I'm going to say they lost the second game in overtime, and I unfortunately was not able to see them, but I was living vicariously through your uh, unbelievable. Uh, commentary, tweets, and messages. Um, <laughs> so, so that's how that went. I will also tell you that um, you know, I you wouldn't let me do a magic number this year. You refused to let my magic number. I still won't let you. I still, it's still one, no matter how you look at so, it. So, so I didn't look at it. Uh, I, I did say though, off record, off camera, off voice, off whatever, that uh, once they got the ten wins. That was it. They're going to have to win out now. So that means a 20-game win streak is going to be required, in my mind, to uh, secure an NCAA playoff bid. Paul Hornstein says? Uh, I'm not going to count on that. Now, what kind of comment was that? I'm not going to count on it. I, I, I'm telling you that I believe they have to win 20 in a row, and they have to be 29 and 10. If they're going to get into uh, into the NCAA tournament, well, most of because we know, we know that's not happening. It's just not. Okay. Um, as much as I'd like to think that it could, that's not realistic. They can't look at it that way. You still got to take it one week at a time. You have a couple of weeks off now to heal. Um, I just, um, I sit here and, and I watched Friday's game and I thought they played okay. Can I tell you what you text me? You know this, but you texted me boring hockey game. It was, oh God, it was. And I'm not going to say that ASU was 
Both teams were to blame. It was just, it was boring. I'll take okay. the win. Such thing yeah. as, as boring wins, but you right. get the the game itself was just. I, I was struggling to watch it, and if I'm struggling to watch it. Okay, I want you to go into detail on this a little bit more, but but before you jump into that, I want to tell you something that I noticed. This this trip, um, they chartered again, second yeah. of the two charters that they will take this year, uh, according to Coach Powers. Anyway, um, they they look different, Paul. They didn't go in the white track suits. They didn't go in the maroon track suits. They uh, they went in suit and tie. Uh, on the airplane, right. off the airplane. Right. Into the building, okay. out of the building. Okay. Um, they they were tweeting it as we're on a business trip. Were they trying well, to change some culture, Paul? Were they trying to know. do something? Because you know that I talked with Coach Powers on Tuesday for a little bit, and I asked him point blank. I said, "Why why the split difference? Why why are you so good at home besides the obvious, and and not so good on the road?" And he said, "We just have to be more consistent." We have to play good both Friday and Saturday. We have to play complete games both Friday and Saturday. Was the wearing of suits the start of trying to build some no, no, consistency? I guess. Uh, I, don't, professionalism. I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, no. I mean, come on. I just, you know, maybe, you know, you had, if it was a charter, there were probably boosters on the plane. And I don't know. I just, so no message being sent about we need to be more focused, more ready, and let's start by no, wearing I try not, I, suit and tie. You know, I just, I'm just, listen. I'm sure that both coaches will tell you on Friday night that it was they that the game was a product of the way both teams were playing defensively. Right. Okay, that's you can, you can you can call it that. I mean, Lord knows the New Jersey Devils won enough championships playing completely boring hockey. That doesn't mean it can't be effective. Yeah. You know, it just it just was not. And listen, the, the game Saturday night was a much more entertaining game, but you lost a game. Exactly. So um, you had a 2 nothing lead. You know, and, and I'll sit there and I'll say it again because I say it all the time. You look at the way all the goals were scored this weekend. They were all scored the same way. And ASU gets in trouble. All, all breakaways? No. Oh, okay. No. Just checking. No. Well, but still, a breakaway is going to the net. <laughs> yeah, true. True it is. So okay. you mean it wasn't it wasn't a shot from inside the dots that missed the net, rung the boards, and went on the other way for a uh, no just, uh, two on one or a three on two odd man rush? Well, there was a couple of those. Okay, a couple um, of turnovers at the blue line because you're trying yeah. to play east west instead of north south. True. And when ASU play east west is when they get themselves in trouble. Yep. Stop trying to be so darn pretty. When you play a team that you clearly have more talent than, and you start to play pretty, that's you when bring you them make into the mistakes. game. You bring the that's other team you, back. That's in. exactly right. You you make that's when you make the mistakes, and yep. that's what happens. Go to the net, throw the puck at the net. Okay, uh, people will sit there and and they've heard me complain about the power play, and they got a power play goal on Saturday night. But you know why they got that power play goal? They went the to the net. 
because the puck was in the slot. Yes. yes. Okay. The puck was in the slot and the goalie didn't have time. And it was a legit one timer. Stop winding up and, and look at, just shoot the darn puck. And I, I can't, the coach has to see this. I can't be the only one that sees this. And, but I don't know if it's, if, if it's coach or if it's the player. Because well, whatever. I mean, they have, they're watching film, right? Yeah. But Maybe. I don't know who's, I just. No, no, they're watching And, 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 and listen, 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 anybody that listens to us on a regular basis knows that I do pay attention to these other games, but that's not where my heart is. Okay. I didn't go to those other schools. <laughs> Good point. Okay. Um, so what I want to ask you uh, in regards to this is, um, you know, Coach keeps talking about we started the season by saying um, that he had a bunch of new guys, which all and all this is true. He had a bunch of new guys. It took some time to gel. And what did I tell you when I saw the schedule come out? I said, oh, my goodness, they're going to Duluth and they're going to Bemidji to start the year, probably without any kind of game-type experience. Uh, under their belt. No, but you and lost two of those certainly, games in overtime. Yep. And and they've been battling the on-the-road stuff for the entire season so far, all half of yep. the season. And yep. we talked about that. We said, when you looked at the schedule, and I'm just playing with people's minds right now. I'm, I'm trying to look inside a mind because the talent on this team might be top 10 in the country. It's, it's, it's. The, with the, your goaltender. And your top line and your yep. depth, you and I know there's been injuries, but there's been injuries everywhere. Um, it, it might be top ten talent, but what's happening is they're not able to finish games off. And the question is why? Why can't or they finish, finish off the games? And why can't they finish them off on the road when you have teams down? And sometimes on the road, Paul, you got to get down and dirty and just go to overtime, and maybe you just got to take a tie. It, because that's better than a loss. Listen, I, 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 I agree. Um, and I'll sit there and and you know that was the uh, fourth overtime game of the season. They've only won one. Um, now the the announcer on Saturday night said that whatever Jackson brother was. Yes, had the stick knocked out his hand. I don't know if that's true because I didn't get to see that part of a replay. If it is true, it should have been a penalty. Um, you know, and that's how ASU lost the puck in their offensive zone. And then New Hampshire basically came down and scored. Um, but it's not like there weren't opportunities. You know, um, I'm sure if we went back and looked at the game at Duluth that they lost in overtime and the game at Bemidji that they lost in overtime, I could probably find a thousand places where they could have scored and and won the game in regulation and not well, have the game go to overtime. And, and let me tell you that, that Coach Powers will be the first one to say this. I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here when I say this, but he will be the first one to say there are no excuses. We're not putting it on one or two or three plays. We just, you know, if we don't win, it's because we didn't take the win. Or we played against a team that was just flat out better than us. 
Um, there's no excuses from, from Arizona State hockey, and uh, we know that. Um, what I am saying, though, is that somewhere along the line, you've got to figure out a way to, when you're in a tie situation on the road, you've got to at least force overtime. Yeah, They've lost a couple of times now uh, at the end of a game that they could have and should have gotten to overtime at least. And, uh, Six-one uh, that, goal losses. Uh, yeah, and that would definitely have helped where they're at. The yeah. second thing, Paul, that I want to state, and we talked about this beginning of the year, not only did I say that road trip was going to be really, really difficult and could put them behind the eight ball if they came away less than two and two, you brought up the point that losing that second game to Colgate could be something that will stick with them for, for quite some time. And um, the other thing I want to bring up is when you look at your schedule as a player, as a coach, as a fan, as a whatever, and you see that you've got 24 of your games at home, and you look at it and you go like, hey, if we just win at home, we're in great shape. Okay. You, you haven't won everything at home. You've got a nice home record. But here's the problem when you're an independent and a pairwise. Those uh-huh. home wins aren't going to mean as much. They're going to look nice on the record, but they're not going to mean as much as if you had won a game in Duluth or swept Bemidji or swept Clarkson or at least won one at Clarkson. You know, I mean, all of these things are um, are, are little things, right? That you gotta you gotta add. And I, I just wonder how much it is relying on. Hey, if we just win our home games, we're good. I, I, and it might not I mean, be good enough. Well, and, and I've said, and I'll say it again. I keep saying it. You know, maybe I said if this kind of pushes them to say, hey, we have to get in the league, then it'll be worth it. Obviously, that's not happening next year. We don't, you know, we spoke to Frank for our last week. He said two years out, Paul. Yeah. Schedule's made two years out. Right. Um, You know, so that's, listen, that's fine. If you're telling me in year, you know, three, you know, in 20... 25. 25. 22, 23, 22. Okay. That because that two years out is still workable. If you're telling me in two years or three years, or at least in terms of an announcement for a league, and then a couple of years down the road, you're in a that's fine. Just it has to happen, and they know it. Yeah, and let me tell you from what I heard this weekend on what I've been hoping and dreaming and thinking based off of what people behind the scenes have told me. Uh, I now am very skeptical that UNLV will make the jump this year. Um, things have changed over the last three weeks that affected them. I'm not going to say it's dead yet, but I'm going to say it's probably on life support. I hate to use those terms when you know what I yeah. went through this weekend. Yeah, let's, but let's not... Anyway, anyway um, the, the, uh, so I, I'm not confident in that. I'm not confident in the Arizona building. Um, being completed anytime before 2025 because they haven't even broken ground yet. And I thought by this time I would see a groundbreaking ceremony while I was here uh, in the, the Southwest. And it doesn't appear I'm going to see that till spring at the earliest. Um, so spring of 23 means you probably aren't going to open until 2025. Yeah. So that, that scenario, uh, I'm going to tell you, I was disappointed in what's happened at San Diego state. I know they've got, 
bright hopes on the horizon with um, with their admissions and the guys that they were able to get into San Diego State for next year. But they, uh, they've been a disappointment this year, so much so that coaches have told me I'm not even sure how they got into ACHA D1 this year because they don't look like they're ready. Um, so when you hear stuff like that, uh, the fact and, and the reason I'm saying that is not to di- disparage anything or say that ACHA teams aren't coming because I, no. I do believe they are coming. It just means what I'm saying is a Western League is further away. Yes, I'm going to say seven to ten years now, and I don't think Arizona State's going to hang around for seven to ten years. I don't think they can. Well, they can. No, I don't think they, they can hang around for ten years waiting for a conference. No, but something so, has to happen. So, yeah. so what is that? Where does that leave us? And uh, we had know. that conversation with Frank Ferrara. He asked us for our opinion first. Um, over the last, well, since we talked to Frank, over the last five days or so, uh, my opinion has come to the fact that they're going to be the eighth team in the Big Ten. Jess Myers, you might be getting two trips uh, or a trip to the uh, desert every year now because well, I think that's where they're headed. And I know you're going to argue me on this. So before I even get into it, it's important. Eight games is important for scheduling especially tournament time, because if you don't have eight teams, then somebody is fortunate enough to get a bye the first round of the tournament. Yeah, well, and nobody I mean, that's... likes that. Nobody likes that. Everybody well, from, from media to TV to administrators to bean counters. This is what I'll say. That. This is what I'll say. He wants it. This is what I'll say. I mean – I still think in the long run there has to be a Western Conference. Oh, of course, there will be. It'll be just seven to ten years from now. Um, and 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 we don't know what kind of shifts will happen when the NCAA makes its decisions next month. Um, That's an interesting word you say, shifts, because I could only see one school shifting. Well, they have to do something. And the only way they're going to shift is if there's a locked-in stability for them. They're not coming to uh, Let's Hope conference. No, I get get all of that. But, you know, we we have to – they have to figure out something. Arizona State State is going to play out this year, next year, and then possibly that next year, which would be what this is – the fall of 22 now, they'll play the fall of 23 because they're already scheduled. The fall right. of 24, they could, and I believe, will be the eighth member of the Big Ten Conference. Well, if you do that, they owe them all those games anyway. Exactly. It would, it would make an easier schedule. What did, I, what did I tell you last week? I told you yeah. that that the, the bean counters at Arizona State, for lack of a better term, uh, absolutely loved the fact that Minnesota oh, we, we like knew they that, did. We knew that. I know. That. I know. But this was verification and proof because your favorite line to me all the time is I'll see it when I be- or I'll believe it when I see it. Well, yeah, I know. now you had a chance to see it. So now you believe it even more. And well, yeah, with I knew every what was other happen Big that Ten way. team that comes in here. It's going to be the same that, thing. Yep, exactly. So that happens thing. all of this year, Paul, and you're booked in all of next year with teams coming in that next year makes it automatic. It's easy. We've already brought teams here. They already know what it's like. They're already going to tell us and give us rave reviews of our building. And well, how here's, the, looking. So here's the question, by the way, it's then. automatic. 
So not here's the question. No, hold on. And here's the question. Will those teams still owe outside of that other maroon and gold team and whoever goes there next year? Will those teams still owe ASU visits as quote unquote non conference games? Absolutely. So you could see like one of the teams coming out there for like a desert class. I think, I think, yeah, I think you're going to see a bunch of those teams next year. A bunch. Well, Um, we don't know how many. I mean, I, I would assume at least two or three of them anyway. Well, there's only there's only seven that haven't been. Well, or six, six now. Yeah, six. no, I get that. So they all six could come next year, and then you can. They're make not. The that's not happening. Then everybody's repaid it. No, that's not. Why happening. is it not happening? Because that just isn't gonna. That's just stupid. Why? Because it just it just doesn't. You, you remember the schedule? It's two or three, two or three, two years in advance. I just I don't see that happening, because why would you? First of all, you could never, you couldn't make the schedule assuming you're going to be in the Big Ten for the 24 25 season. So no, you're going to want to spread those games out at least I'm two, not, you know, I'm have two, two, likely. and whatever. I'm not saying it's likely. I'm just saying it's possible. You could schedule in six more teams uh, over the next year because I know they've got some scheduled for next year. Yeah, but that's not. probably already three scheduled. So if you if you're gonna make a decision and say, hey, we're gonna go to the Big Ten as a full member uh, in a year, we need to get these games reciprocated. Let's do a couple of uh, flex things like let's bring a team or two in for the Desert Classic next year. I mean, there's ways you could do that if that's what happened. But I'm just convinced right now, as, as to what I'm seeing and hearing on the landscape of a Western Conference that it's seven to 10 years down the road, not three to five like I was hoping and thinking was a possibility because some of the teams aren't able to make that jump uh, as quickly as we'd like. Yeah, well, you know, and some of it is out of their control. Of course it is. Yeah, you know, of course it um, is. But the, 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 the fact of the matter is, um, like I said, I could – I get – you're not, they're not going to bring in six Big Ten teams next year. They're just not. Well, but I didn't say they were. Out, what I year. told you was that they could possibly do that, and they would probably need the rest of this year and the next two years before they could jump into a conference, whatever conference. Well, So that would give them the two years to bring three next year, three the following right. year, and make the jump in the fall of 2025. Right, and that's fine. I, I mean, I guess you could do that. Um, I mean, I guess you could also do it if you're playing that many games. Well, no, because they don't have. They're not going to. They wouldn't be. They don't. They don't have those road games scheduled. Because if they're playing twenty-two and twenty-four home games next year, they're not playing that many road games. So. Um, yeah. Well, you you heard Frank say that there was going to be more home games next year. Yeah. So. Um, you, well, yeah, let, me tell you, you, let me lean towards that a minute. They're playing 24 home games this year. So how many is uh, is more? Two I more? Know. I don't know, but you know you're not. You know they're probably not going to play four road games to start the season. Well, I would hope not. And if they were going to, I sure as heck hope it's not Minnesota, Duluth, and Bemidji State. And I certainly hope that it's not done without an exhibition game. Which I'm being told by some team that there is an exhibition game on the schedule. Okay. Well, and also though you won't have as many new players in your on your lineup. 
or in your lineup. I, I can't imagine they're going to lose that many players. Um, the only th- the thing I say about this year, having it, having have, having had it gone the way it's gone so far, um, you could see this team coming in with a big chip on their shoulder next year. Um, you know, you, you know, Denver took their lumps and they learned from it. Right, that other maroon and gold team seems to have done the same thing this year. Yep. Okay, maybe it takes that year of taking your lumps when you don't expect it Well, to that, refocus. That answer will come next year, but um, I want to break away here because we only got about seven minutes left before I have to get ready to yeah, rock yeah, and yeah, roll yeah, with yeah. T-Mobile. Whatever. Um, and you got to get your beauty sleep. I mean, that's really what. Right. If you, anybody, once again, if anybody thinks this early <laughs> start is about me, you're nuts. <laughs> We all know he's got to get that sleep. We know it. Well, so, if that's uh, the case, man, they owe me about 10 every years of sleep. We got to go early. We got to go early. Uh, okay. Um, I want to do the pairwise rankings real quick, Paul, um, because here's the predicting part of it again, and this is the part that I love. I know it's midway through, kind of, the, the NCAA season, but I'm going to read the pairwise top 16, and I know your Super 16 is coming out tomorrow, so don't confuse them, okay? I'm not the one confusing them. I no, mean, I'm just re- I'm just telling you and the listeners that this is not the Super 16. This is the current pairwise rankings, right. and I want you to listen to me. I'm going to break it down in groups of four. Actually, see, you should just go to the you should go to 15 because 16 doesn't exist. Okay, we'll go to 15. That's the we'll break Atlantic it down Co- in three groups of five. Here we go. Okay, number one in the pairwise. No, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's just once again. Not everybody knows this. But to make to, you have to finish in the top fifteen because the Atlantic Hockey winner gets an automatic bid and takes that sixteenth spot. Unless and I'm not disparaging. Unless they're I'm not disparaging. Yet. Right, I'm not disparaging Atlantic Hockey. RIT right now is at nineteen, and they are one really good weekend away from being in that top fifteen. So I just wanted to quantify that. And let me also start. say that. RIT is coming to Arizona State. Yes. So I okay. just wanted to quantify that before. Yeah. Yep. Good. Okay. okay. So here we go. We got five minutes left. Minnesota number one, Quinnipiac two, Merrimack three, Denver four, Penn State five. All five of those make it. Yeah. It's th- At this point, you know, when obviously. you look down the road, no, I mean, when you look down the road, they're going to hang in there because they all have 13, 14, or 15 wins. Um, it, it would it would be hard at this point for those they would, those teams would have to fall apart. Yep, totally agree. Okay, uh, seven is Boston University, eight is Michigan State, nine is UConn, ten is Michigan. I look at all five of those, Paul, and I'm not sure any of them are locks. Um, they might not be. They might not be. I mean, that that. Second five, or at least, you know, from, from St. Cloud, maybe St. Cloud and BU at this point are far enough ahead. But Michigan State, uh, UConn, which it, when you look at them play on the ice, they're, they're, they're better than that in, in Michigan. I, I just, you know, are they locks? No, it's too early for them to be locks. And, and they could also, though, win their conference tournaments and, and get that all the bid from their conference. Like, I'm looking at Michigan right. at number 10. They, they would not be a lock right now to me. 
but they could win the Big Ten tournament and, and be the automatic qualifier. Right, easy. Okay, so let's go to 11 through 15. UMass, Ohio State, UMass Lowell, Harvard, and Providence. I only see two teams there, Paul, that I would consider even going to be in the running when we get into the uh, last weekend of February. And those two teams would be Harvard and Providence. I don't have any faith in UMass Lowell. I have no faith in, faith in UMass, and I have no faith in Ohio State. Well, Ohio State hasn't earned the faith. And, you know, they, they have to, we'll see if they learn from last year. Um, you know, the other four teams, UMass, UMass Lowell, Harvard, and Providence, uh, I mean, they have and- championship pedigree championship coaches um, well let me tell you something ball and you know this pairwise as good as and, anybody and, and and harvard still has a bunch of their season left you know okay but, I mean, but you know you know I this do. as good as anybody um umass is really has two quality wins they got them over denver and they are killing denver's pairwise because they can't win well <laughs> can't. but it's also but but there's but Hockey East's pairwise is really good this year. Yeah. Merrimack, BU, UConn, UMass, UMass Lowell, and Providence are all in the top 15. Right. Just like, in, just like the Big Ten with that other maroon and gold team, Penn State, but, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State. I mean, that's, you know, and but if, Notre Dame is at 17. So if, if Denver had a choice, didn't you just say Merrimack? You did, right? I did. Yeah. Okay. So if Denver had a choice, they would have rather have been swept on the road by Merrimack this year than UMass. Would have helped them a bunch more in the parallel. Well, listen, um, I don't think anybody's worried about Denver. Um, no, I'm I mean, just, and, and I'm, I'm just I'm saying that. that I'm just uh, saying right now. So here's what right here's now. where I want to get to because we're running out of okay. time. Well, um, you are. We got um, well, no, you got to get to sleep. You need some rest. Um, yeah. The uh, 16 teams are, uh, there's two tied for 16, Michigan Tech, Notre Dame. Uh, Cornell at uh, 18, well, actually, there's two tied at 18, too, Cornell and RIT. Then Minnesota State at 20, Boston College at 21, Western Michigan 22, tied with North Dakota at 22, by the way. But Michigan State at 24, and Arizona State at 25. Here's my point, and then you can comment. My point on that is, I can't see anybody in those top in those names I just listed, basically sixteen to twenty-five. I I mean I think Arizona State has as good a chance as anybody to to bust through that group and get down to as close That's as how, sixteen. Right. I mean, listen. That is even if you now go, we know like sixteen said, is not from, good enough. But no, but anywhere from thirteen to honestly thirteen to to. To, to thirty, could move up a bunch in, in on any weekend. That's how tight it is. Now, is that enough to get you in the tournament? Probably not. But that's no. how tight it is. And, and I think in Arizona State's case, being an independent, they're going to be required to get to at least minimum fourteen in the pairwise. Yeah. Well, like I to said, you got to worry about. Right now, all they can worry about is BC, the you know New Year's weekend. Yep. Well, I agree. I'm just, I, our job is to do a little bit of speculating and put things in perspective for people as to what's happening and what they need to do. And this is, uh, 
this is that portion of the show where we talk about tomorrow we'll dig deeper into it with the Super 16 and all of the things that, that are analytics and eyeballs. But for tonight, I'll let you take it away. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Brought to you by AT&T Wireless, where you can get the latest phones free with eligible trade-ins. Go to att.com slash wireless for more details. Behind the Mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, available at our two locations, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, as well as 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Dreams and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now at DruryHotels.com. Top Golf, play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to TopGolf.com. Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith and our state of the art campus. See us at liberty.edu. By College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. College Hockey West Live presented behind the mask and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at any of your favorite podcast platforms. Search ITSHW Podcasts, all one word. Rate, review, and subscribe. Help people find the show. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW Podcasts. Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts, part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. I will say a... Uh... Big thank you to everybody here at the uh, Rio and at Bally's the first couple of nights. Everybody at Caesars Properties for all their help and hospitality. I also want to welcome in a new sponsor this week, the Adrian M1 Bulldogs. Paul's been working on their cut. We have uh, them up on the website, I believe, already. And uh, we have Gary Asalas and his crew as uh, ACHA corporate partners. There's still time, folks. If you are... uh, a team member or administrator and you want to get your team on partnering with us it is very very affordable and it's always available just reach out by any social media platform or reach out to ithswscott at gmail.com and i will happily set you up with a corporate partnership with us at ice time hockey west okay paul get your sleep i'm gonna uh i'm gonna go see the vegas golden knights and the boston bruins go at it here and i don't know Hour and a half. Something good like to that. be the king. Yeah, something like that. All right, we'll say good night. Little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.